This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. Johnson puts it in the air. Aiden Fred wins the hour. It's still with Lee Gregory. He's in the box. Tries to screw him. Is it going to be there? I love them tiles. I've got to say, every time I see them, I do the show. Dan's done amazing with them. Sorry. Evening, everyone. Uh, welcome to the Wednesday week. Um, I'm joined tonight by Stevie, Holly and Charlie. Um, and we're here. No, it's not Groundhog Day. We are here to review a game against Coventry City. 2-1 in the league we lost. <laughs> one, one, one all in the cup. Ah, I just don't know what to say about it. It's Groundhog Day, definitely is. Um, how are we, guys? Everyone all right? Stevie, you good? Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm good, mate. It's um, that Monday night soon comes round, doesn't it? <laughs> Tell me about it. I've done these three weeks on the track. I can't wait for Dan to come back. So, yeah, everyone, yeah. it's my last time. Yeah, he is. So. He's, he's him gallivanting around. <laughs> uh, Charlie, are we all right? Yeah, yeah, I've just, uh, just had COVID, which was lovely. Uh, can highly recommend if you fancy uh, being laid in bed, dying for a good uh, seven days. Not. I, I'm all right, thank you very much. Um, I, I take me all the time to get out of bed. It is, it is without COVID. <laughs> Holly, are you okay? Look, you, look, yeah. Well, you've you've gone retro again, haven't you? Look at that. I have, but I have to say, I'm absolutely mafting. I am so hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the got the padded yeah. arms. It's got it, but I'm too hot. So what? if I deteriorate, that's why. <laughs> what what the fuck is mafting? Oh, excuse me, my language. We're <laughs> Before the shed. Apologies, everyone. What's mafting? Mafting. What? Mafting. Get out. You what? You're hot. You're hot. Is that is that a Ponty Wakey Barnsley? Yeah, yeah it's up, up there, isn't it? just a normal thing to say <laughs> uh, we'll get straight into it because there's nothing more than i love to than talk about country city so <laughs> friday night came fa cup time we all love the fa cup 
Um, I'm going to start because you know what we're like on this podcast. I'm going to go ladies first because I'm that type of guy. So, Charlie, Friday night, Coventry City again. Yeah. Keep playing. It was just, and what a dazzling uh, display of football. I am led to believe as I had COVID, I wasn't able to go. So uh, what I have done is brought the old statistics up. Did you know that while we only had 16 shots, Coventry, in fact, had 17. So quite interesting, isn't it? Uh, And the possession was split almost perfectly. 52% to us and 48 to them. So, um, just a lot to think about, lot to think about there. Um, in a game of two halves, <laughs> brilliant, and that's it. That's Coventry City, everyone. That's great. That's it. That's us, Holly. What did you make of the game? Come on, we've had the stats from Charlie. Um, if anybody did try and look for some highlights online, there weren't any at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, there was nothing nothing happened it was a complete waste of our time and now we've got to do it again <laughs> it, I think that's probably the worst thing that came out of that game knowing that we've got to go to commentary next Tuesday the 6th uh, quarter to 8 kickoff. if anyone is going to buy tickets to travel over to commentary for that you've got oh, oh yeah, I'm going. Steve, Stevie's going oh nice I'm going I'm, I'm, going. Prob- I'm probably not going to. Probably not going. You're you're not going. No, I'm not. <laughs> Steve, what do you think to commentary uh, one all Friday night? Um, okay. Um, first of all, I Ooh. spent the evening sat with some wonderful people um, because it was a rare opportunity for. Um, some of the Wednesday weekers to get together because nobody's bothered about where they sit and what they do. So me, Holly, Blair and Dr. Simon Hill managed to um, get together, uh, order tickets. Um, So we managed to sit in the same spot. We we all took our kids. So I took Molly and Simon took Ethan and Holly took Blair, which was nice. No, and I, and I it, wonder who had the who, I wonder who had the biggest hassle looking after their child. I wonder. Holly. <laughs> now, do, do, do you know what we? I think, in all seriousness, last week we sat here and kind of unpicked a, a, an uninspiring performance in the league, didn't we? It, it, it weren't great, and there were a lot of sort of other things that were going on. And yeah, I think the thing in the world, from my point of view, was we're going to get to a point where we've got to do it again, but we've got to do it again in space of what literally four days five days whatever it is and you've got a lot of arguments at the moment around team selection who's going to be picked who's going to play and is it a a big game for us in terms of playing playing players that need minute versus sort of progressing and having the integrity of uh, uh, Danny Rule's philosophy if you like and I think that was um that, that's come to pass, and I think I mentioned last week. He's—I don't think he's one where he's just going to go on and I'm going to chuck absolutely anything at it. I think he's going to try and keep some sort of formula, um, some sort of playing style, some sort of um, continuity with, with, with what's going on. And I think if you look at the starting eleven, I, I don't think anybody would argue that he's, he's done that. It would have been very easy for him to put in uh, Reese James, um, if available, Lee Gregory. Um, you know those, those sorts of players that have been on the periphery. Um, to, to, to sort of get minutes and, and, and keep them fresh. 
Byers is another example of that. They, you know, he's 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 kept with what he's stayed true to over the last sort of six eight weeks. Um, and I thought the the, the, the start in the eleven, whilst not necessarily a statement of intent, was one that said he's going to pay respect to the competition, and you know, try and keep that upward trajectory, if you like, in terms of the 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 the, the, the sort of style and the, the 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 formula that we've been working towards over the last few weeks. There was one force changed, weren't they, in goal? Obviously, Pierce Charles has, has come in um, for, I believe it's his <clears> first <throat> senior start. He played in pre-season, but he was first senior start. Um, Cameron Dawson got injured. Um, I don't, I've don't. i not seen anything, if anyone can see what, what, what the matter was with Dawson. Um, I think... He's, have I seen a, a report today that it's a knee injury that might keep him out for four weeks? Oh right! Ooh. I think I think I've seen that. Mm, so that's yeah. interesting. Well, and then a new signing Ugbo gets his first start as well. I know he came on against Coventry last week, didn't he? But he he came on. How did the 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 two new signings? Well, not new signings. Sorry, two full debutants uh, play Holly. Did they uh, impress you? Especially Pierce. Because obviously it's a, a new one for him, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I, with keepers particularly, I feel like everybody is just waiting for him to do something wrong. And I've only just come to terms with the fact that our manager is younger than me. And now I'm having to come to terms with the fact that players that are starting are nearly the same age as my child. I'm not on board with that. <laughs> and he looks like a, he looks like a baby, and I just thought, please protect this man at all costs. I didn't know whether I wanted him to make a big save early or if I wanted him to settle early. His kicking was good. That obviously they were like pressing, and he did a couple that he kicked out of play a bit later on. But at the start, it was good. I feel like he beat himself up a little bit about the two that he did just before half time. But I think he were always showing for ball and stuff and moving about and. Can't, can't really argue with anything that he did. With Ugbo, I think the first half, he was a bit not really involved. And then we'll, we, I'm sure we'll come on to it, but in the second half, he got involved a bit more. Yeah, I think just, just sorry, sorry, Ash. I, I think oh, yeah. just with uh, Charles's footwork, um, I thought it was very impressive. Um, the, 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 he was very, very composed, and <clears throat> the way that we played this season with the, you know, the the rolling of the foot over the top of the ball, drawing players in. Um, Dawson's been maligned for doing that this season, slowing it down too much, um, not playing with enough tempo or so forth. But it, it, you've seen on Friday that it's a clear game plan that we're trying to enforce. Um, and I think the thing with, with with Charles is technically he looks like it. He looks like a player that can do it. You can see that he's played with um, or, or been brought through the system at City. It, you know, he had no stress in him. There was no sort of lack of composure when pe people were closing him down. You know, the, I think it was more us in the stands that were worried about it when people were were, were sort of pressing. Um, he was he was just calm as you like, and for a kid at, at, at that age, you know, eighteen years old, I think he is. Um, that's an absolute testament to, to to what we've got there. Because whilst he didn't do a great deal wrong, um, I think he's shown in ninety minutes uh, on Friday night that we've got a, 
a bit of a, a, a diamond there that if we can we can polish it up, I think we, 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 we've got a real talent. Um, I've said to you guys off air, and I think the thing that will, and I'll, I'll say this now to get it out of the way, I think the thing that will uh, will potentially hinder him is his size. And I think that's the the, the, the the elephant in the room is that he's he's not a six foot four, six foot five man mountain, but technically he is outstanding. There were a couple of points as well in the game where um, their players went to mark up the two centre backs, and he had the ball, and he just waited for one of them to come, didn't he? And it, and it seemed like quite a while, but it's your own time you're wasting. I'm sure Steve <laughs> says that a lot at work. Yeah, <laughs> but he yeah, waited yeah. for them to come rather than rushing it or feeling pressured. He just stood there with ball and went, come on then. And then when they did, that's when he played it out, which was really good. We've had we've mm. had a first comment. You could say he was a, a bright lighting goal because Charles was like a mini Edison in goal for us. And if anyone knows your inventors and stuff, you like that. High eh? praise, though. If, you, if he's going to be anything like Edison, the Man City keeper, not the inventor, obviously. Um it is is onto a thing, and then we've got um, Harpo speaks. Charles looks very comfortable with ball at his feet. Modern goalkeeping. That well, that's he's he's been then. Danny Rule's been working with him, and his teams have been working for a fair few months now, and obviously not had the game time. But he's still been there, and he's still get installed how Danny Rule wants to play. And we've seen it, haven't we, with Dawson over a few weeks where he's took his time, and everyone's going boo, lump it up. But and then obviously there is a, a way that the manager wants the team to play and obviously play out from the back. And so like we sometimes we don't do it. We want to go lump it up there, just get it up there. We've got to get a goal. But it, it's the way that the, their boss has basically told them to work, isn't it? Also mm. on that, I will say um, he. There were a few weeks ago, one there where we had two keepers on the bench. Charles was on the bench as well as Vasquez or. or Dawson, whichever one it was. And I don't know whether that's because um, Danny's worked at international level and all the keepers sort of train with the, the team anyway, but that might have been quite helpful for him to be part of the first team set up before he were ready to start playing for us. I, I, I think that was the one, if I'm honest. Um, I think he's travelled with the squad. So they've had the comfort to put him in, but that was when Buckley's there was a bereavement and Buckley went, and I think they put him in. I'll stand corrected. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure that was originally the plan, but you're right, Holly. Um, if it, you know, we could have gone with however many subs and not put him in, but the fact that we've we've said right, we're comfortable to be able to name him and, and get him in, in, ingratiated into the team and have him part of, of the setup. Um, he does do the, the has been doing the warm ups, hasn't he, um, over the last few weeks. Um, to get it in and about the off of it being this is your first day. Yeah, one exactly that, one hundred percent. And it's that's testament, I think, to the, the the coaching setup, the 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 people that we've got behind the scenes that are saying, right, we we've got this philosophy and we're gonna bring people through and do it in the way that we're doing it at the minute, which I, I think is good. I think it's it, yeah. it's important. We're not rushing people into into the setup and I think one of them's injured. I don't know if it's Pooty. Or um, the Sheary or, or or somebody. I think we've got one of the players, the young lads, is out injured at the minute. But the clamour would have been to to get these lads involved and to get them put back in. Shipston's another one who's been on the periphery and then in and out. Um, it's a type of game where if you look on social media, a Friday night in the FA Cup when we're in the bottom three and we're we're fighting for our lives would have been an opportunity for us to say, right, let's get the kids in, let's give them something to to you know give them a bit of a game time for the experience. 
we've talked about this last week, whether or not we think that's the right thing to do or not. But obviously, we're, we're working with a manager here who doesn't want to do that. You don't want to put people in too, too quickly. Um, it just felt, and I know I'm, I'm maybe contradicting myself a little bit here, it just felt on Friday that we'd seen something in 90 minutes where it makes me think, are we going to get to a point in eight, nine weeks' time where we're looking at a certain other goalkeeper that we've got in the minute going, why did we bother signing a 19-year-old goalkeeper on loan when we've got an 18-year-old goalkeeper here that can do just as well, if not better? That's it. It's smart, isn't it? It's smart to have it's smart to have options, I think, as well, because, you know, sometimes being a second-choice goalkeeper means you're not going to see a lot of action. And being a third-choice goalkeeper, you're lucky if you're, you know, on the bus at all. So I think it's smart to... It's, it's obvious that, like, in a situation where they've gone, oh, he's cup-tied, oh, crap, Dawson's injured, right, where are we going? But he, he's not literally just been handing oranges out. Like, they've, they've, he's clearly been training and been working. And so, actually, while he might not be the finished product, as it were, He's not, you know, I mean, he's, they've not scraped the barrel to throw somebody into that position. But you kind of want to be spoiled for choice, even even with your keeper. Like, you know, if you've not had that consistency, it's, it's not a bad thing, really, to be like, oh, no, we've got all these young, talented keepers. Like, it's it's not a, a bad position to find ourselves in. We had uh, one time where Westwood, Dawson and Wildsmith, didn't we? And I think Wildsmith was in the England under-21 for a while, uh, got a couple of call-ups for that. So, we are, we have, and if you look through history, we have been pretty blessed with not bad keepers as on a whole. Obviously, people and people on this podcast derive our current number one, or maybe not number one anymore. We don't know, um, Dawson. But uh, yeah, I'm quite, I'm quite excited, and I think for me, if he'd have gone out on loan to League Two and got proper game time, would have been brilliant for him. But obviously, Dawson, if Dawson is out for three, four weeks. And being at least cup tied, he will play next week against Coventry again in the away leg, um, which is great for him. Game time is is no doubt. He's only eighteen, but I'm sure he's screaming for it. I'm, I'm sure he's screaming for it. But but well, we'll get back. We'll back, get back to the game because we're going to talk about his 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 um, save right at the end as well, which is pretty pretty good. But as usual, one nil down. Um, a great strike by Torp. I believe I believe his name. I don't know if you pronounce that correctly. I'm rubbish with names, you know I am. But yeah, a great strike. Midfield, a little bit whoa, sucked in a little bit, weren't they? Got passed round him, and he just picked it up forty yards out, strided through a few yards, and it won. Steve, uh, Stevie, what do you reckon? Should, should the defense should have stepped up a couple of paces and and tried, or did they do right backing off just to let him hit one? Um, it didn't do right because he scored. Stupid ass. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. They they they, they felt they, they felt like there was a little bit of a, a distance between the back line and the midfield, um, and it's obviously created a little space and an opportunity for him to to, to lash one. Um, and it's a kind of shot that you get. You don't invite shots from that sort of area, but you think it's going to have to be a hell of a strike if it's going to beat somebody from that distance and. It was a hell of a strike, wasn't it? Um, I don't, for, for for all the positivity around Charles, I don't think he's, I don't think he did anything wrong technically. Um, I think genetics might have got in the way. And we've talked about this off the air, off air a little bit. Um, if he's another two, three inches taller than he currently is, um, Dan agrees with you. I think there, Stevie. He had a, Charles had a fantastic game, saved it, but will his height cause him problems? Yeah, he might grow. Um, he's only eighteen, isn't he? Come on. <laughs> 
but, but, but listen, I, 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 I want to be clear. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not laying blame. I'm not laying blame at the goalkeeper for. for, for it was a hell of a strike, and um, I, it, it kind of, it wasn't postage stamp. If you look at it again, it was, it was under the crossbar torpedo into the top corner. I was nineteen ninety two. Is saying it, it, it was a hell of a strike. It was, and it dipped. It, it had some dip on it. And sometimes you kind of go right. We'll hold our hands up, and then yeah. you start to dissect and go go back and look at it again and think, is there anything that we could have done better anywhere else? Um, I don't think there are any glaring mistakes in terms of, right, somebody's dropped a bollock, but with hindsight, you look back and you're trying to unpick things a little bit and see if there's, if there's anything else that could have been done. Um, no, it, it was just one of those, hell of a strike, fair play to the fella. I just, but I just felt really frustrated because it came from nothing. It wasn't like in many of the other games that we've had against Coventry. <laughs> many of the others where they've been building up to it or they've had a period where they've been pressing us. Yeah. One yeah. pass and everybody in our midfield is taken out of the game because they've all got sucked towards the same ball. If you look at it, he passes it across and he's in an acre of space, but so is the other guy. They're all yeah. bunched together having a cuppa in the car. Like, I, I don't know why they're all together. Like, they could have been holding hands doing Ring of Roses. They're that close to each other. One pass and they've all gone. And then it's up to the defence to stick or twist. I, I, I do think somebody in the defence should have stepped up. I know, um, Ash, you mentioned it before, that the, that they technically they are marking somebody and, he, and he'll just do something else if one of them steps out. But you've got to make him do something else, I suppose. And I know it's a good it's a good hit, but it was just out of that one pass just takes us out at game and the, it... Nothing were happening at that point, Warwick. But that, that, that's to your point there, Holly, what you've just said about the, the, the fact it's frustrating because it's not like we've had with other goals that we've conceded is exactly the point that we're talking about, isn't it? We, we, we didn't do anything wrong per se, as in this player's misplaced a pass or he's miscontrolled it or there was a header or there was an intention to do something. It was just a, a, a momentary situation where we've caught a couple of lads out of position, potentially, if you want to bring it back three, four seconds and look at it from that point of view. And then this kid's just hit a worldie. And, yeah. you know. Yeah, we'd be happy if, it, if we'd scored that goal, I think. That's it. And uh, like whether it whether it was one of those where was it was it down to incredible build up from them or was it no. there a little yeah. bit of just it being just a really, really good strike? And, and I don't know, perhaps I'd almost rather concede a worldie than than oh. having batterers, 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 batterers score because then we were shit here, 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 here. And yeah. then we've gone one nil down. At least at least we were only shit for about five seconds before oh. he got the shot off. Oh. So. Or someone makes an absolute horror. Uh, like yeah. A, yeah. a Bambo Diaby yeah, yeah. No, and other players are available, obviously. <laughs> we do not single anyone out here, apart from Dan. But uh, yeah, it is. I, I totally agree with everything he said, though. It wasn't like they were on top of 20 minutes or anything. Kasama had a great chance just not, not long before that. Uh, he shot one wide. Uh, and on that, Kasama, I mean, he did turn up. What what a game he, he had. Um it was it was great. It was refreshing, turning, running, and we haven't. I know we've seen it in fits and starts with other players, but it was good to see somebody actually wanting to take players on and take his chance. And I thought he had a really good game. Would you agree with that, Stevie? Or um, yeah, yeah. I, you don't know what you're talking about, which I don't. No, 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 mate. I think I think the thing is, it took a little bit of time to get him 
ingratiated into the first team, didn't it? And I can remember we, we sat privately uh, pre-season on the podcast and we had Holly's child, Blair, <laughs> um, who, who was, he, he was ranting and raving before we'd even seen anything of him because he, we, we've signed a player from Monaco and this is an intent that we're going to move somebody on for 10, 15 million in however many years' time. And that is, the, you know, that's in terms of a sustainability model plan hope. That, that that's what we wanted into it with, with this ilk of player, but it was Masaba that came in first, and uh, one or two others that we, we we were kind of sort of pinning our hopes on. And I think he started quite slowly when he finally got into the team. He looked quite lightweight. Um, I think he's he, he's gone from there with Masaba to there now, um, and I think he's he's absolutely overtaken. Masaba, and that's no no criticism necessarily of Masaba, but if you go back to the QPR game, which was what middle of December, so just over a month ago, you know the levels have changed a little bit, haven't they? And I think it's it's testament to the work that he's clearly putting in because he's getting it now, and it's it's almost as if he's kind of said, right, I've had a couple of minutes to survey the situation. Um, I get what the the assignment is now, and I know what it takes to be a, an effective player at Championship level. Um, and he, he really has kicked on. Uh, his footwork's great. He, he, for such a small player, and he is relatively small for, for you know an outfield player um, at that position now, um, he's strong, he's rapid, he's got a change of direction, uh, he's got an eye, um, and things that he's doing at the minute just seem to be paying off, and that's all credit to him. I think he's, he, he, it's been great. It's almost been like having a, a new signing, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, when he first came to the club, I thought he looked really lightweight. It looks like he's put a couple of pounds on and muscle and built himself up a little bit, spent a bit of time in the gym. And I think he's... Uh, and he just got knocked off the ball too easily. I'm not, No way, do not take this as a, a thing of... Ronaldo in the early days, you know, real early days when he first went to Man United where he gets knocked off the ball, trying to do all the skills and everything, but then he obviously worked really hard. And I think that's the sort of thing Kasama's been doing. He's knuckled down really, really put himself about in the gym. And he seems to be now maturing into a a, a, a really good player. I'm going to say a really good player. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean the, the, sec- the second half came round um, and it was, wasn't very good, was it? The second half. There wasn't much to it. You know, we said earlier about the highlights. If you search for the highlights, you'll probably get two minutes of just a goal, a shot, and then another goal. Uh, there wasn't much. I thought Umber right. came out of it. He had came a good effort, didn't he? Yeah. Really good, yeah. And he had a couple of chances that he made himself as well. Um, so sort of brightened it up a bit. But then that made me think, either score none or two. We don't want one. <laughs> Anything yeah. but an- another game. We just... Yeah. <laughs> it, it is, isn't it? It's, it's probably... I mean, we're in the cup, and I'm I'm not one. I'm I'm not massive <laughs> cup. I, I like the 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 draws and everything like that. But it's probably a game now on Tuesday that we've got a massive game against Huddersfield and then against Birmingham. And sandwiched in between them two, we've got a trip to Coventry. Um, so it's yeah, it's not it's not it's not looking good in the fixture list for Sheffield Wednesday, is it? But obviously, we, we just talked about Kasama. Then obviously, he, he did get the equaliser for us to put us onto that, into the hat for the next round, which we'll talk about after. Um, it it was a it was a good goal. 
Paulette, did, what did you did you think it was a deflected goal? You know, from where you were <laughs> up, up in your high seats. See, I would have had a good view of that in my normal seat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if the top weren't shut. <laughs> so I don't know what happened. Everybody around us seemed to think it did deflect. So I don't know if the pitch was just like bad news. That bad. I don't know what happened. Um, but again, he, he created it sort of himself, really. And, and I think because he'd already been quite um, good running at him, the sort of didn't really know what to do about it. Um, I think the general consensus is across the board, everybody thought Gasama uh, was man of the match. So uh, he deserved a goal, really. Just wish he hadn't, really. <laughs> <laughs> just calling for the replay. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it it wasn't. I, I won't say it wasn't coming, was it? It wasn't that we were like we've said for for Coventry's goal and what we've been guilty of a few times conceded. It wasn't the constant pressure from Sheffield Wednesday. It was. I, I think, think Manon just picked it up in the middle, didn't he? Played it out to him, and like he said, he did make it himself. He did come inside and then hit it low in. So I think. I think. What if if the, the the way that we'd set, and I think there had been, I know you'd said that it wasn't sort of sustained pressure, and you, you you're probably right because it was a bit end to end, and they they had their chances as well. Um, I think the thing for me is the goalkeeper would would, would probably he'd be annoyed uh, if he looks back at that again. He, he he's going to be frustrated because I think with a a second or third opportunity to have a look at a shot like that from that sort of distance because he didn't he didn't put his foot through it and, and, and smash the back of the net. Um, but I think what he has done, I think the keeper's probably unsighted because there were two, three players in between it and whether it's taken a bobble as he's hit it into the ground um, and that's affected his judgment in terms of how he's going to set himself to, to to get down for it. He's, he's not dived and chucked himself at it. It's almost like he's either got his positioning ever so slightly wrong and we're talking... A couple of feet here or there, um, or he's he's just been put off by the number of Coventry players that were in the vicinity of him, the ball, uh, and and Gasama. Um, maybe that's the, the 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 sort of the issue with with our thinking around the goal in the sense that it's bottom corner and and, and sort of gone in off the post. I don't know. Um, it felt more scrappy than it was when I looked at it on replay. We've had a comment from Finn. Um, he's a uh, commentary fan. Great save by a keeper from Alan Shot near the end. Um, Cov should have had a blatant penalty. That's the Dishon Bernard one, isn't it? Oh, I mean, it, I don't I think so. But <laughs> oh, we've seen him give. I don't, that. That's the stock I, answer to all them sort of decisions. We've seen him. He's give not. Them. He's not. If he, if he goes like that with his arm, then there's a conversation to be had. Exactly. But I think he's gone with his shoulder. I think it's full Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. But what I would say um, is it's one of those where that referee, certainly that referee the other night, because he was giving yellow cards out like you won't believe. Um, if that happens on the halfway line, he's giving a foul. Mm. Well, well, we'll just mention it then, like Finn just said, that obviously we spoke about him earlier, Pierce Charles, uh, a great save at the end. Won't, won't, he'll do his confidence a world of good. Like you said, not really any footwell. Weren't fault for the, for the, uh, the goal, only his genetics from his ma and pa, that Stevie says. But uh, great save at the end. So 
It, it's, a, it's a one-off draw. It's a return to the CBS Arena, I think it's called, the Commentary Building Society, uh, next Friday. So uh, then obviously... No. Um, it's Friday. Tuesday. 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 Sorry. Next, no. Just pick a day. Pick a day of the week, guys. Come on. We might come play on. on Friday as well. Why oh. not? Yeah, we love yeah. playing commentary. Uh, We're Chef. playing them right now. Yeah. <laughs> Chef Wednesday on a Wednesday at commentary again, again, again. That sort of thing. Uh, yeah. So um, I'm sure ticket details will be out soon. So if you're uh, if you want to have another night or day in commentary, then crack on. Um, I don't, what should we, should we go? No, I know what we'll say. We'll we'll mention it. We uh, obviously after the game, uh, I think it was the day after we saw a, a video clip was put out by the club. You know the um, your match day is it called? Inside 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 match day. Match day. Um, and there was a cracking clip of a young lad Cole that uh, gave a presentation to Casey Palmer uh, of it looked like some lollies and some chocolates. And he did say, fair play to the guy, I'll not take them in the changing room, I'll get a paste, I'll get some looks. So so uh, great gesture from Cole and his mum there at side in the video. So that is, that's that's a Wednesday fan. We'll, we'll remember them Wednesday fans. What do you reckon, guys? I think that's it. Um, Thank you. And, and Finn says he loved the gesture from the little Owls fans. So, ah. But thank you very much, Finn, for that. That was fantastic of, uh, of Cole. Big up him. Um, so... Yeah. Then we'll just touch on it. Obviously, if we get through Coventry for the fourth time, we've got a massive time. <laughs> what? I genuinely thought when we threw the ball out and it said Sheffield Wednesday or Coventry, they were going to go against Sheffield Wednesday or Coventry. Yeah. Let's let it die. <laughs> so if you saw the draw and you've seen their social media and everything, we, we will have a home tie against Maidstone, who beat Ipswich 2-1 uh, on the telly the other day. Um, we've got to get through... I'm going to stick a saying Coventry. We're going to beat Coventry next week, but it's, it's a bit of a tasty tie, though, really, isn't it? So it's a good chance. Good chance. Yeah. But knowing our look, 100 million percent, we'll beat Coventry and lose to Mason. <laughs> like, 1 million percent. That is nailed on. We'll be like, hold on. And then, like, you know, they'll go on to win the whole thing. <laughs> like, it's just absolutely classic. But yeah, it does, it does make it a bit interesting, though, because as, it, I totally agree with Holly. It was a bit like, oh, he scored a goal, has he? The bastard. Now we've got to play him again. But then when you do see the next draw, not that you start counting your chickens, but it does make you go, oh, you know, we'd yeah. be the favourites, da da da, that kind of thing. That's good. I'd, you know, I'd be drawn some some massive team that it were obviously going to be a pain in the ass to play. You'd be even more annoyed about it because even if you do get past Coventry, you're just going to get pasted by somebody else. So it gives us a bit of something to to aim for. It, it does, and uh, just just think, friend of the show's back, Glenn. Well, see, this is what we're going to miss about playing Coventry. Glenn's back. Look, is back. <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what it's like? Do you know what it's like? You know when you go you go on holiday. And you're around the pool and you meet that guy from half an hour down the road and you spend <laughs> yeah. two weeks with him and you never go anywhere else. You're like, every night, what time we're meeting, this and the other, you exchange detail. This is me and Glenn, honestly. <laughs> Glenn, I love you, mate. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> and it's like, we'll stay in touch. He <laughs> might just randomly pop on when we're talking about, I don't know, next season, if we're talking about, 
Crawley away or something daft like that. I don't know if they're going to be in League One or if we will, but you never know. Uh, he's got a question for us, actually. Will, will Sheffield Wednesday rest people next week as surely the league games take priority? Well, we've had this discussion, haven't we, on the pod prior to FA Cup games. And Danny Rule, has, it doesn't seem like he, he's the one for that, does it? No. Um, I think it's difficult to, to say before Wednesday night. And I think it's without wanting to, to, to foreshadow what we're going to talk about a little bit later, um, there are certain transfer rumours about players going out and very little in terms of what's coming in. So it's going to be difficult to say that we're going to be resting players if we do respect we've got nobody to rest, if that makes sense. Because we're as it stands at the minute, things are very, very narrow, aren't they? It's very thin our squad. Um, and if we don't, if, even if we only did the one bit of business that is, seems to be the big rumour at the minute, um, if we've got certain players that are going out or even not going out and not playing, um, then I can't see that we've got players to bring in to, to rest these players, to be honest with you. But speaking of which, to be fair, Smith played uh, other day and we don't know whether that's going to be his last game or not. No. Um, it- it's, it's a it's a um, it's a real good segue because the next section we're going to talk about were transfer rumours, ins and outs. So we have got a host of players that have played, barely played under Danny Rule, played minutes. You mentioned him there, Holly Smith. We've got Gregory. We've got Reese James, and even today he's had he's played, but there is rumours about George Byers as well. It's good that, in one sense, it's good that we're getting players linked on outgoings, but it's very thin on the ground on, on incomings. You know the rumours? If we're going to let somebody like George Byers go, who has been a good player for Sheffield Wednesday, I've got to say, and he is a midfield player, there's got to be rumours of other people coming in. Uh, Charlie, are you are you worried that we're all, what are we now, 72 hours, something like that? Yeah. And I feel like you. I know you can't. You can't always believe all rumours, and, and and not all business gets in the papers, as it were. But it is really hard to keep things off social media nowadays. Like anyone, so much as goes for a medical or looks at, you know, a, a, a train timetable. Like people, like journos, know about it, don't they? So I feel like we're not really getting linked with anyone. The people we are getting linked with, it just feels like they're just like uh, this player. You know, like none of them feel like they're, they're really meaty in it. It's a little bit worrying. I'll be less worried if we don't ship people out, if that makes sense. Like if we suddenly find that all our business is outgoings and we're still, you know, that that's a little bit more casino. Because like you said, somebody like Byers is such a good example. Like, yeah, all right. He's not had a sensational season for us really this season. But if you consider his potential and, and, and like, and how he has been for us, he's a fantastic uh, signing for someone else. Where's our... Where's our replacement? Where's our buyers too? And I feel like we're just, you know, it was all all the rumours early on of all, either we've had it confirmed that, you know, potential targets we've missed out on or we, I don't know, put in ludicrous offers that were laughed out of the building or whatever. But it it really has gone quiet. And I think the fact that there's, there's not even there's not even that many ludicrous rumours now. It's like, so who are we signing? If we're not even signing the stupid rumours, then uh, what are we doing? So, yeah, I'm a bit worried. Uh, Barry's put a comment on. He said, "Where are all our new recruits? Thought we'd have a couple of Red Bull loanees at S6 by now." And I think that's what people did think as well. They thought January first would pop up, and it'd be right a host. Uh, yes, okay, we got Beadle in early. Um, 
relatively early. It's gone quiet now, hasn't it, for a couple of weeks. We've got him in early. Um, and Ugbo as well. It's just... It's just a bit depressing when we all, I think we all knew and thought we need a striker, we need strength up front. We've got Ugbo in, but then if if players are linked of leaving, like a midfielder, which our midfield has been, let's put it, poor really this season, uh, if we're letting a, a player like Byers go, who is not a first teamer, of course, but is a is a good replacement, really, is, we're not linked to anyone. Any, anyone, Holly, that you've seen that you, with. Uh, we may may not have ins or outs. No, but I, I don't think I don't think clubs do stuff early, except it's which you just sign everybody all the time. But I don't think anybody. I think players and clubs want to hedge the bets, don't they? Like we might have lots of irons in the fire, but some of those players might think, "Well, I'll give it till like the last minute, just in case somebody a little bit better than Wednesday." Come in exactly what Harpo's just bought. We're not exactly an attractive proposition, are we? Like, we might be there like 2 a.m. when the lights come on, but like the waiting, <laughs> you never know. We've all been there, <laughs> <laughs> they'll 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 take it, but you know, so I, I don't think that we were ever really going to do early. Um, but I, who knows who it's going to be, hopefully. Um, a little bit better signings than we have done previously. <laughs> yeah, this is the one that we saw overnight. Duncan Maguire from Orlando City. Um, apparently, we've gone in with uh, one bid, then a second, and then a third bid. So, obviously, yeah. Uh, really want it, him. Well, on that, it, it just does seem to me that if we've got him for the first second, they've come after the first, they've gone, now can you up it a bit? One X. Then they've gone in with second. Sheffield Wednesday must have a couple of quid to throw at this guy because they wouldn't go back with a third unless Chancery and whoever's dealing with it has gone. I think we'll, we'll get it for a hundred grand, and then just done, <laughs> yeah. and that's it. You know I was I mean? going to say that's that's probably more likely to be the third offer. He's local, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, just do you, know, do you know what I mean? If they've gone back the third time, there must be conversations between both clubs <clears> parties <throat> to actually say um, it's a possibility. Maybe it's more like the the fine print than the money sometimes. Like nowadays, contracts are ever so complicated, aren't they? Like you get like appearances, clauses, this and, you know, and, and maybe because I don't mind is like, I don't want to spend money on players. It'd be great to spend any money on anything, on any player, <laughs> get anybody in through the door. The only thing that worries me about something like a third offer is it, it feels like it, if it is a question of us up with our money, we clearly really want him. He, he better be good then. Do you know what I mean? Like, we don't want a, a road situation because it does feel like the only time we ever, he ever really puts his hand in his pocket is to just spaff all our money on one person that does not turn up. Like, when you think of some of the absolute diamonds we've had in the club over the last, like, seven, eight years, very few of them have, have, have you know, have, have cost us a bob. So, I, I hope it's more about maybe tuning out some of those, like, fine details rather than it just being like, fine, one trillion dollars. How about that? Like... Is he is he yeah. definitely going to be worth us breaking the bank over? Well, Gary Gary reckons Blackburn a favourite to sign him, so other clubs are yeah. sniffing around him. So we can't be too far off the mark. It's not like we're looking at someone that no one's going to go. Why do they want them? He's rubbish or anything. If there's other clubs, then he's got something about him. I've seen the one goal that he smashed from just outside the area, twenty five yards out, I think, um, and that's about it from the. 
This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. We all know away days are mint, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now with the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. For more information, see mcdonalds.com. See you later. My scouting ability of the of the guy. Stevie? Oh, sorry. Ooh. Go on. Say I, it. I, 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 I just, the whole, the whole sort of window and the whole sort of vibe i think the windows killed the vibe a little bit at shepherd wednesday and what i mean by that was right up until cardiff cardiff was the last game wasn't it uh yeah cardiff was the last game before coventry right up it was always as long as, and we've said it as long as we're five point six points off yeah. give danny rule january and then everything will be all right and we all said that um and i can't help but feel and i've got no insider info or anything like that to sort of tell me that this this would be the case i can't help but feel that danny rule feels the same and i can't help but feel that he's gone into the 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 transfer window thinking right i can ship this player out i can do business here we can send that player back and then xyz will happen and i I just think that things are happening slower than he would want and i think we're now as we've said we're, we're we're two days away from deadline day uh, uh, the the the, w- the window shutting, and I, I I've just got it in me that I, th- I think he would have liked to have had three or four more players over the line than what we've got. Whether that be a midfielder and a striker, maybe another defender or a fullback. Um, and at the minute, where where even if we get this guy and he proves to be somebody that we pay a, a little bit of money for, and he gets his 10-15 goal second half of the season, I don't think that's what Rule has gone into this window hoping to achieve. Um, that you, we've heard the rumours about Hendrik going back to to Newcastle and that not happening. Um, if we are entertaining anything around George Byers going anywhere, and you can you can say what you want about Byers, I thought it was absolutely outstanding for two years down in League One, um, and has shown flashes without you know absolutely yeah. running away with it this year. Um, so he has he's underperformed. But if you if you want to line him up against certain other players um, and. I'll, I'll, I'll throw it in there. If you're telling me at the start of the season that we're going to be playing Liam Palmer in, in midfield and George Byers is going to be sat on the bench, then there's something not right there, is there? But he's a he's an asset, you know, and we're talking about him being an asset. He's 27 years old. He's somebody that we should be looking to either retain and, and, and do something with. But at the same time, I think he's out of contract in the summer, isn't he? Um, yes, I, he is. I've seen that earlier. So do we have to then say, right, we're going to cut our losses? And that's more about how we've managed the situation than it is about the player because that shouldn't be something that, that that's happening. Um, I, 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 Reese James is nowhere. So these players are here and I just, I, I, I don't know what the plan is with two days to go. Um, it's clear that Gregory's not going to play again. Um, so why is he still here? Why have we not let him go? It's clear that there's been interest. Um, Smith, we've talked about Smith. 
Um, the, you know, the best bit of, or the biggest rumour has been Marv around Ipswich, which I'm guessing, based on the fact they've signed somebody today in a similar position, I believe, has, has probably died a death. Um, ironically, they've signed somebody from AFC Wimbledon, which tells us that if that's the level that they saw Marvin Johnson at, um, wow. we're there, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> Um, I, I, I do. I, I know it's, it's been a bit of a rant there, but I'm, I'm, I am worried. Um, I'm, I'm concerned. I wanted to, I wanted to be February first with five, six players over the line, and then say, right, you can say it didn't matter who they were either, because we've got a, a recruitment guy in um, who would have, you know, changed the world as we thought when he was going to sign. And well, at the minute, I, I don't see what he's done. So what's, what's, what's the point? But it's a valid point. Um, he's brought. Beedling and he's brought well. It it, it looks on the face so it's brought Beedling and Ugbo in, but you don't know exactly if it's a Danny Rule thing who's involved with it. I don't know if Danny Rule's involved in the day to day transfers. If it is just left left down to chance here and his recruitment guy, I I, re I really don't know. Um, I'll, I'll just for the transfers, Charlie. You are you wor you worried? If we in seventy two hours we haven't signed another two stroke three players. Do you, do you think it's made a big missed opportunity? Yeah, I think it is. And I think it, what you're always looking for is it's not always about, like, say, getting five or six fantastic players in. It's about getting players in. Not every single person you sign is going to be absolutely outstanding, but it, it gives you options. And sometimes it might be bringing someone into the squad that pushes someone else. It's about, like, because what you also don't want as well is to get to that point where you're bringing in a whole load of new players because so many have run out of contract in the summer and things like that. And then before you know it, you've got like a bit like what we had kind of at the beginning of this season a little bit where there was like so little synergy because like so many people had gone. Actually, even more so when we first got relegated, it was it was like a mass exodus. And before you know it, it's like I'd let her even know everybody's first names, let alone like how they all play together. And I think that's why you kind of want to be regularly like sort of feeding the squad you want to be taking every opportunity to get that in and that we, we've not <laughs> we've not now got the the chance for any of them to be shit do you know what I mean we have to now hope that the yeah. two singular two signings we brought in are amazing because you know it, we, we've not allowed ourselves any room for error and I think that is a serious concern uh it leaves us thin on the ground and it and it means that you know you only have to have a, a couple of injuries and before you know it suddenly you you've not got a midfield we're waving goodbye to Bayern and, and you know, and we, we've suddenly not got those backup options. We haven't got anybody to rest. We we've got eleven. We've got eleven people in the squad. That's it. That's your eleven every week. That's the same people, and that does. And that's why we can't rotate against Coventry. Yeah, thank <laughs> yeah. God. I. Uh, Liam uh, said you'd have expected Smith, Gregory, Hendrick, which we know I don't think he can go back, can he? James to have gone. Expect them to now this late with Iofa, Delgado, Wil Wilkes on the injury list. Wilkes is on some list and it, it might not be injury. And squad numbers, low on squad numbers. So, Holly, uh, Quirrell, uh, are, are, you, are you worried? I, I said a couple of weeks ago that I, I didn't think we were that far off. And I suppose if we beat Huddersfield, Oh. Then it's a different story again, isn't it? And I just like Momo's come back. So in theory, like for the amount that he played before he got injured, he's, he's like a signing in that he's he's back now. Um and and the Smith rumour to Derby would be a good idea. You know, like if he's gonna go on loan to Derby, that suits us and Derby because he's good in League One. And if 
if it don't work, guys, guess where we are. So if he then comes back, great. Uh, I think maybe that might be a good plan. Um, Smith's not going to play. He did play all right, actually, the other day, but it's not... Rotherham knew that he weren't good enough for championship, didn't they? So. <laughs> oh, they knew all right. He scored two against them. Get in! I think. I think they. Uh, I think. I don't know. I think it ruffled feathers him coming to us, and you've got to then wonder. Like, obviously, the season he had with us when we went up, he did everything and more. You know, what was it? First twentieth season uh, goal scorer since the bloody dinosaur age. But then you think, but if he's now not doing that for us, it was such a great big thing for him to come to us it's like it's nuts that we've not done anything with him if we're not going to play him like it's like it's all for not not all for nothing but it's do you know what I mean like it was a, a big kind of thing for him to leave a club that that, that really valued him and, and if we're now not a club valuing him let's send him somewhere that that he yeah that he would like, be if you were a team at the top of league one and you'd seen that he got promoted twice in a row from league one then you'd want him wouldn't you so if we Absolutely. knew we weren't playing why would we not find someone who does want to and make a million percent use of it? Well, it's, it's a good, very good point. Uh, very good point. But I mean, if if we're not getting rid of people, there's got to be somebody who's got to um, pick up the, the the financial burden of bringing people in. And that's a great segue to our next section of season tickets. Today... We've seen the announcement of the early bird and you've got to be very fucking early because it's only about a week. <laughs> early bird season tickets are out. Nine days. That's it, isn't it? Nine, nine days. days. Guys, look, everyone, every Wednesday I has got their own thoughts uh, and, and their own whatever they think about season tickets, if they can afford them, if they can't afford them, if they're not going to buy them, if they are going to renew if you're a new season ticket holder, if you're going to be or thinking about it, then you're mad as a fish in the <laughs> right? But you know, they've come out. And what what's your thoughts? You've you've seen the prices now, and and Holly, I know you sit in the cop. Um, Stevie, you you're lucky enough you sit three rows in front of me um, for now, anyway. <laughs> truly, truly, truly blessed. I'm truly, truly blessed. blessed. Um, Holly, I'll start with you. Cop prices, £460 uh, if you buy them from today, which is obviously £20 a match. Now, on the face of it, if you just take it as £20 a match, I don't think that's too bad. But, so, so, go on, Holly. Before I start, I am just going to say I don't agree with having a million different stages and by the time it gets to the summer, it's £3 million and a vial of bodily fluids and you've got to sign a 10-year contract. I don't like, just just have like, this is early bird and this is the rest of it. Um, for example, last season, Barnsley's early bird tickets finished on the 2nd of May. So their early bird was the season and then once it got to the summer, then that's no longer an early bird. So, like, why can't we do that? I, I don't agree with that. And... As far as I'm concerned, bums on seats is money anyway, because if you if more people are there, they're buying shirts, they're buying food. If mm. you sit in a stand where there is food. <laughs> um, but yeah, so having more people in. But then I know that Chancery has previously said 
if you make it cheaper, more people don't come. So I don't, I don't know about that. Um, yeah, but Dan said he, that. What? Dan said, Dan Pudge said that at the start of the year. We had a big conversation about it in terms of pricing, um, or it might have even been last year. And, you know, he, he, he used his big, stupid brain to explain that it, it doesn't matter how much you pay, the faithful are going to pay it anyway. Um, and, you know, you, you walk ups or whatever, it'll be a negligible in the, in the grand scheme of things. There are people who have um, a connection to the club and keep the season ticket going, even though they're probably not going to come to every game. So if you raise the season ticket price by quite a lot, then the value that they get for coming to 70% of games is a lot worse. Um, and, um, I think some people, Peter Lerman has put up that it's comparable to like our previous championship ticket price. The cop ones will just stick to because that's where I say it. And, and yeah. it's comparable to the rate of inflation and stuff. So in theory, it's not that bad. We don't have any anyone to compare it to either. So we're, we're all flying off at handle saying it's ridiculous, but we don't actually know because... No other championship teams that I, I tried to look, but couldn't find anyone else that had their season tickets out at all yet. So we, we again, right. we're like, we're ranting, but we don't know. Um, that just tells you a lot, though, doesn't it? Tells you exactly well, what you need to know. It, it, it does, but I, I will be getting a season ticket. And again, like, I, but I sit on coffee and cheap it, so it's easy for me to say. It's easy for me to say, isn't it? Um, I think it's, like I say, when you actually look at it compared to last time we are in championship, obviously it looks ominous that we might not be in championship, but the club's well, not going to come out and go, yeah, we'll probably be in League One. They're going to hope that we're not going to be in League One. So they're going to put out championship prices like any club would do. Yeah. Um, and then hope we don't shit the bed. But I, th I think it's, it's a very... Uh, it's very emotive subject. Obviously, you, it is people's lives. It's their livelihoods. It's their money. It's what they. And for some people, football is their life. It's their escape. It's their. They want to do whatever they want to do. That's their money. Um, Twenty pound a game, I think, is reasonable. Personally, um, it's when it's you a start. A lot of month, though, isn't it? It's a lot of month. If you think there's on average like a game a week, that's like eighty quid a month as like a minimum. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think it's tricky because you're absolutely right in that people who will always buy a season ticket will always buy a season ticket no matter what the price is. So you're getting that money anyway. You'd be getting that money no matter what. And so the, all you're really then necessarily getting is, or Trans Series getting, is that slight increase from the faithfuls. What you're never, ever, ever going to tap into is all the new potential season tickets. Because if you're not buying them at last year's prices, you're not going to be buying them at this year's prices and, 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 and so on and so forth. And at a certain point, 
you're only going to be making an exponential loss because people aren't going to go, oh, it's 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 this much more expensive. No. Oh, but it's doubly more expensive. All right, I'm in. Like, I think ultimately you're just going to get to a point where it's the exact same people. And then bit by bit, even those people won't be able to justify it. And I think it is a slap in the face. You know, it, it's it's a working class city. And I think you've also got to recognise that it, it's, it should be more than just how it runs as a business. Obviously, money is important and income is important, but you're also servicing a community. And if you're saying like, you know, it's all right for those that, that that are paying it and would pay it, we're so far away from the people who, who've got no chance. And even even £20 a game, if you didn't get a season ticket, like your walk-up prices, even that for like a special occasion is an absolute fortune for some people. Like there's, there's, it's not evident in any of the pricing he's done where a deal would be like who's getting a deal like who's you know you, you might it might be fair enough to say okay well those that, that have paid for a long time might not notice that incremental increase where's where's kind of the the, the discounted price where's where's the evidence that anything any consideration has been done for anyone who may struggle to kind of afford it um and it's just time and time again and it's only going to get worse you know it's only going to continue to increase and at a certain point it's like you are going to lose season ticket holders or at the very least you're not going to get new ones i just don't see where new new are, customers are coming from are this is this first first phase is it just for renewals or is it for anybody can buy in this first stage because i'm just thinking i'm just thinking what you just said there charlie there is no there is no um discount for being a loyal fan is there so uh, if you're if you're on the cop and it's 460 if somebody who's a new season ticket holder comes in and pays 460 so those the people that you're saying are they'll pay it regardless every year they'll do it they'll do it it doesn't need to give any sort of five percent discount if you've renewed for five years on the trot or ten percent does it because he knows that people and that's where a lot of the especially today on twitter a lot of the anger has come from because people will just pay it and there's a lot of people saying no just don't pay it but it it's it's up to anyone you can't derive anybody for doing what they want to do no. with their money why you? should we miss out why should people not what but, what's but the is alternative that? is that you, you you've got a choice haven't you? you either get shafted for more money or you get shafted by not seeing your team that's the price that's how much a season ticket costs and that's what's yeah. so shit is that he's it's simultaneously it shafts loyal people who will give their money and have given their yeah. money consistently and have supported the team and will still end up paying hand over fist for that and it's shafting it continues to shaft all the people like i, I look at it every time and i go god i'd love to be able to justify the cost of a season ticket and i talk myself out of it and then i go well it's only going to be more unachievable next year when i don't get paid any more money at my job but season tickets have gone up again and before i know it i'm going to be 89 years old wondering if i can find some like diamonds that i can afford to get myself a season ticket and it is depressing because it's like my dad's had a season ticket for as long as i can remember and his little reward every year is to have to pay more money that's literally it that's his reward and my reward for being a loyal sheffield wednesday fan that can't afford a season ticket is to never afford a season ticket and that so it's like he's kicking everyone he's going around my house and he's kicking everyone in it like that's it's just ridiculous and it i think that's where the a lot of the anger comes from is it's like who who is he he is he's clearly in it for the money of course he is but what kind of business model is that that it's like we're not building a new a new customer base but we're also shafting our current customers like even if you want to be business minded and call us all customers instead of fans or whatever that's shit business it's literally terrible business it, i think it's i think in the grandstand i think it's 20 
20 is it pound again 23 quid for under 11s and under 17s it's 75 pound great pricing the problem is it's 520 quid for an adult exactly that's so, so true so yeah if it's great the kids price it and that's they only the grandstand own. in the family area yeah wave yeah, them yeah, off just, the door yeah. Oh, don't open a missile don't hit you in the head on the way in. All right, pick you up later. It's like it's ridiculous. I mean, we we we're screaming at each other and talking about it, and, and it's not going to change. But people want the change, and the way that it can change, they're saying is not renew your season ticket, which is I, I don't I understand the sentiment. I really do. I, I really do. That's the protest. If you want to get rid of the owner, that's the protest. Don't put no more money into the club. It's just that everyone's different, and I don't think there's going to be people who are loyal for the last 50 years that have had a season ticket, and they've sat in the same seat, and they've gone with their mates, and they've seen the kids grow up to now have adults and grandchildren, and they've all sat in them same seats and things, and they're always going to renew. And I think that's what Chancery is banking on, because he knows people aren't going to... or that some people aren't going to renew but he knows that a lot, there'll be thousands that will at whatever price he's going to set up. Absolutely. And that's the, the thing. Take it on face value, £20 a, a game. I don't think that's too bad. All right, League One, if you look at whoever's in League One now, I don't know, Derby, I don't know what their walking gate is on, on just a walk-in for a, a League One game. I'm sure it's more than 20 quid in some parts of the ground. But we're not in Championship we may be in League One and you're still going to be paying your... Well, I think for me, for me and my lad, if I wait till March, I think it's 920 quid. Oh, sorry. It won't be 920 quid. <laughs> but that's what it would be for if, if I waited for that. Because that is... In, 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 the, uh, in the posh sheet size, Stevie. Mm-hmm. So what, what's, what's your thoughts? Stevie, obviously you've, you, you've got yourself and you've got the little one, the TikTok star. Which you should be able to pay for herself now. We're all earning she gets. <laughs> um, I, 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 I think Charlie's just just given us the mic drop moment, aren't she? I think I, I can't disagree with anything that she said, and I'd only endorse it. Um, I think to add to, to to the discussion, I'd say all of this is potentially well. It's not potentially. It is it's a legacy argument? We're having the same conversation that we had this time last year. Yeah. Um, and and I said everything I needed to say. Then um, I'm I'm very lucky to be able to go to the games and sit where I sit, and I'm very lucky to be able to take my daughter and, and sit with my friends who are able to do the same thing. Um, I totally sympathise. I don't empathise. I sympathise with those people that aren't in a situation to do it, and it's shit. It, it's absolutely awful. Um, but it's a it's a it's an indictment on the game, and it's an indictment on the governance of our football, uh, 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 of our national sport, because we do these things because of financial fair play. And Blair will bring it out three times a week on on, on the, the podcast group chat and he'll mention it every time he's on. Football finance is a, it's a horrible, horrible thing. And that's what's killing us. Um, and I, I genuinely believe that Chan Siri is a fool at times. I'm not calling him a fool. I want to be clear. He's a fool at times with some of the deci- decisions that he makes. Um, and I just think if he could, he's got enough money to throw at it, despite what people think, but he can't do it because he don't want to get hampered, hindered, or, um, you know, sanctioned by the EFL. 
and I think that's one of one of our biggest problems. If he could send Hendrik back tomorrow to Newcastle, he would. If we could spunk two million on a player, we would. I genuinely believe he can do that. I think he's got a disposable income that allows him to do it. But he's trying to manage within the constraints of where we are. Um, and he's trying to act more sensibly than he did in 2019 and 2020, which is what you know what what did for us three, four years, two, three years ago. Um, I, as I said, I can't argue with anything that Charlie said, and it, it's rubbish. We, we we've had this conversation before where we're talking about the community that we're in, the the community that our football club serves, Sheffield. I'm a Sheffielder. I was born, born and bred, raised in Sheffield. I'm, I'm very proud to be from where I am. Um, our city is vibrant um, and we attract over 10,000 new people every year to come to university. Um, we're, con we're, we're, we're hamstrung by um, the, the geography of it. We aren't able to say, right, get off the train uh, in city centre, come watch a match and then go to the Lemmo like them down the, down the street can. It's a 20-minute ride out of city centre to get to Hillsborough and yet we need to be trying to compete with people that are coming to, to watch football from half an hour down the road, two hours up the country or wherever it may be that are coming in as students and potentially there's a there's an income and a revenue stream there where, you know, why do you support the team that you support? I support because I went to uni there. That happens. It ain't going to happen as a Sheffield Wednesday fan. It's not, you know. Um, so... <laughs> What do we do? We're, we're, we're damned if we do and we're damned if we don't. I I, I totally understand and appreciate that I'm not renewing my season ticket argument. And I, I have no idea at this moment in time. It's one of those things where I'm like, I've not been on holiday in two years. I've, I've, we've just got out of Christmas. I've got this, that and the other to pay for. Um, and I've got personal circumstances that are what they are. If I turn around to Mrs. Spence and say, right, Luke, 800 quid, is about to go into a season ticket, she's going to hit the roof. You know, she won't be Mrs. Spence for much longer. <laughs> but, I, you know, that, 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 that's the bottom line and that's where we are. Um, and I, But then those people that are saying, I'm not going to renew, are the people that will be jumping on social media this time next season going, well, we've not fought out for this and we're in League One. And remember 10 years ago when Chancery took over, he promised this, this, this and that. We have to fund our club. And we are the, where the biggest revenue stream is gone. I've, I've got to agree with you, Stevie. I don't think we agree on much, but yeah, Holly, go on. <laughs> no, I completely agree about um, the politics of, of the city of Sheffield and stuff. But can I throw you a curveball? <laughs> Please do. Um, I, I just... <laughs> I, I was looking at the prices for quite a while because I've had a really, really long train journey home from work today. And the fact that the North and the South have gone up so much and the cops sort of stayed steadier makes me think that maybe there's something in it that... And the, the grandstand stayed the same, aren't it? There's something in it that is trying to push season tickets behind the goal and away from the sides. A lot of clubs are changing so that they're not... The, they're not having away fans in the behind the goal in the away in our like the equivalent of our away end anymore. And maybe there's something in it that they're just subtly trying to nudge us across to behind our goal. And then they can move in a couple of years' time, move a section of the north stand to be. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the sectioning's like at our ground, but I would imagine our away end as it is, 
can't be sectioned into a half and a half. And we know from the playoff semi-final that having our fans behind the goal really helped. If in future we want our fans behind both goals, we're going to have to move the away end, aren't we? And I, 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 I love that that's where your brain went, Holly, but I'll be honest with you, <laughs> I genuinely don't think that Chan Siri thinks that deep. <laughs> Probably not. How many t how many okay. clubs have we been yeah. to recently yeah. now where the, where yeah. the away end is down the side? It's and yeah. you can make You're it as big right. as you want. Um, I think Sheffield United tried to move there. It might not have been them, but they tried to move their away end, and they said you can't have the upper tier because the season tickets there. Lo yeah. and behold, those people have now been they've moved, and they they do use that bit. Mm. So it, it could be that. I would like our fans to be behind both goals, but... There's, there's, there's an irony that you sit on the cop. I, I genuinely believe that the Leppins Lane, the upper Leppins Lane, is probably the best behind goal view in, in the ground. We, we give it... We give... Not <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think. Oh, because all those videos, it's all those videos that all the vloggers put where it's, oh, no! <laughs> you know, like, oh, shit! And then you've got a great view. You've got a great view. All our best footage is always... Yeah, I'd love to sit there. Look how, look how good we look from where they're yeah. sat. Look, it looks sad for them. There's a lot of sad... A lot of arms down. A lot of big view there. All our best videos are from away, support. It's, it, it's, it's a subject, like Stevie said, we'll, we'll have it every January or every whenever the early birds go on sale. Because uh, like everything these days, it's gone up and up and up and it doesn't seem to be coming down. Um, the, the one thing for me, and there's people saying that, oh, there's no, there's been no notice that it's going, you know season tickets are coming, don't you? You know that they're coming. And I know people have put on there, well, it's, 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 it's three weeks after Christmas. Yes, it's before the... Uh, payday i think the payday is like obviously this week i think for the end of the month for people so it is if you can't obviously you've budgeted for crappy christmas that your january payday is going to pay for it and then you've got another 600 800 quid whatever it's going to be for a season ticket because you want to get it in the cheapest one possible yeah it's big crap um you know it's coming though don't you i'm moaning i ain't saved money for it i knew it would come in yeah I'm, I'm i'm on about myself as well so it's you know, it's, but it's just it's just when the prices do drop, and it is a 16, 17% increase on last season, and we may be in League One, but I, I suppose the club can't say it's going to be 460 quid in League One, or it's going to be 490 quid in Championship. You know what I mean? You can't give... He's got to have... I think, I think Ash, just on that point, I think that, that, that is something that is worth just referencing, if we were Ipswich this year, I don't think we'd have as much negativity in terms of the soldier. I'm not saying that people would agree with it, and I'm not saying that people would be all right with it, but if you look at the narrative, the narrative is, look at us, we're in the relegation zone, and the prices have gone up, and before we even know where we're going to be this time next year, um, you're expecting me to pay this much more money to sit in the seat that I'm already sat in, and that's a problem. And I, I, I get that, and I agree with it. Um, how can I justify paying that? Yeah, but we're in a situation of second from bottom because of, let's be right, Chancery. So yeah. he's, he's put us in this yeah. position of yeah. actually, obviously, Darren's been a stroke of genius, obviously, because of what's happened today. But, um, but Cisco, 
has put us there. And then obviously not giving what it looks like, not giving the backing to the manager in January. Yeah. It's a robberous, isn't it? The the, the serpent that eats itself. Bless you, pardon. A robberous. A, a ro- robber, it's a robbery. I don't know about a robberous. <laughs> they like robberous. <laughs> they like robberous. That's the name of the podcast. Thank you very much, Charlie. They like robberous. <laughs> Don't even know what that means. Tell me about teacher on the podcast. Jesus I, just, I just fiddle about the trains. I'm just PE. I, I, I just whistle and chuck bibs at people for a living. <laughs> we'll, we'll come off and see. Look, look, I tell you what, these lives are going a bit too long now. Can you remember in the battle? We'll, 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 we'll be back. We've Stick done an hour. Yeah, it's time to go. 57 minutes. That's it. We just rub along. I'm too hot in this shirt. I can't cope. <laughs> <laughs> Is there uh, any other business from anybody? I've, uh, I've got a little bit. If anyone Watford wants. preview. Oh, I did this last week. We got, oh, Huddersfield. Yes, Watford. Wednesday night. Apologies, everyone. Um, yeah, they're in, they're in a bit mixed form. I think out of the last five games, they've won one, drawn one, uh, three and lost one. Uh, but they are only three points off the playoffs. So they are up there. It's going to be a tough ask. But we saw the result, Huddersfield QPR at the weekend. <sighs> we're, we're, uh, we're six points behind them with a game in hand. And obviously they come up on Saturday. So Watford. Uh, Charlie, what are, your, what are your thoughts on Watford? Obviously, oh, wow. the team, not the place. Never been. Uh, <laughs> far be it from me to disagree with the dog. I think 4-2 sounds right. So, uh, But 4-2 to us, I think dog got it. I think he got a bit confused. Like, they're colourblind, aren't they? So, uh, yeah, 4-2, why not? Woof. <laughs> uh, anyone listening? If that's can just I, can I, get, uh, <laughs> I was just going to say, you've just referenced the conversation that we had before we started. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that was in reference to the uh, preview show that, that I did. Great. This is a very strange <laughs> podcast today. Snakes, We're dogs. talking about <laughs> dogs. That's with reference to the, the uh, Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast that I did a preview for uh, last night this hour. Uh, one of the best times I've had on a podcast, I've got to say, was mad but brilliant. Uh, go check it out. The, you'll know what Charlie's on about if uh, if you check it out. Um Holly, can we what, can we post can we post a link on socials? I don't, yeah, I'll, I'll share it tonight. I'll I'll do it all. In fact, could do it now. Couldn't I? Know I can't multitask. Holly, Watford coming up. I Are completely you, uh, forgot about Watford. I got caught I up in all the Coventries, and I forgot about Watford. <laughs> <laughs> um, and wait, what's our record against Watford? I feel like I have never seen us do well against Watford. Well, we lost one 0 in the return in the away fixture in October. It was uh, it was Danny Rule's first, first game, game in charge, and uh, uh, Aspria came on and scored in the eighty fourth minute, and it was one 0 Aspria. Aspria. What yeah. year is this? I know. What's going on? <laughs> right. Okay. Not Faustino. I completely. <laughs> Forgot that gaming even existed as well. God, where are Watford in table? I've completely forgot they were a thing. Uh, tenth, tenth, three points off playoffs. This is why we stick to an hour. Oh, <laughs> I'm too hot. I forgot about Watford. I don't know. Let's say that we'll be them. We've why got not? to be them for me. But go on, Stevie. What do you reckon? Yeah, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel away from the commentary of it all. I think this is a a, a really good opportunity to do another hull. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm going into it with that sort of vibe. Um, I 
they're not in a false position because over the duration of 30 odd games, you you are where you are, aren't you? Um, but I, I didn't think they were that good. I think Coventry absolutely smashed his boxing day. I know people don't necessarily think that. I think the Sakamoto, weren't it? They, he yes. was a standout player. Um, Southampton battered us and deserved to win. Uh, when I, the, the bits I've seen of Watford this year, they're not on the same level as what I've seen of Coventry and what I've seen of Southampton. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm not doom and gloom about it at all. I think it's a great opportunity given to poor results in the league for us to bounce back and get a little bit of momentum. And I think um, if we can be within three points in a game in and on Saturday, um, we talk about the cliche six pointers and we talk about the um, the season defining moments within a, you know, the, within the period. I think the next two, three games are going to be it, aren't they? If we come out of Birmingham and we are favourable in terms of where we are, then it's a hell of a chance for us to be moaning about pain paying the championship football next year rather than league one. Yeah. We, we have had a blow to our uh, survival hopes, though, haven't we, of uh, the news of Darren Moore leaving his role at Huddersfield. Um, as, the, as, the Twitter, as the Twitter jokes have been going that he was going to keep Sheffield Wednesday up this season, um, but just not at our club at Huddersfield. So he's gone today. So obviously they've, they've got rid of all his backroom staff as well. I've seen that. So there is a... I think it's the the under twenty ones guy in charge um, at the minute. So it's uh, it's a big game on Saturday. Obviously, we've got Watford first, like exactly what Stevie said. Oh, it, we've got a we're going into that game three points behind, and uh, and a game in hand playing playing Huddersfield. It's a great opportunity. Um, Charlie, what what do you think? Obviously, on the news of Darren Moore. Yeah, I mean, look what, look what Darren Moore did for us when he left. It all went. <laughs> Very, uh, very well. So I mean, yeah, I mean, it could, it could be. It's one of them, and it could be a devastating blow to lose him. You know, even even if things hadn't been going super well for him, you, you never know. It's that kind of you might get a new manager bounce, but it could also, you know, will they have time to kind of pull themselves together by by Saturday? Let's hope not. So I think I think we could and should beat them, and I think even more so if we get a result against Watford, I'm hoping it'll be one of them where it's like that positivity builds and we get a, a, a couple of uh, fantastic uh, matches back to back. So I think, uh, I think if we win, I think if we win at Watford, we win at Huddersfield. Mm. Ole, Huddersfield, what are you, what are you thinking? It's a must win, isn't it? Be. it, it yeah. We've, we've got to, I think it's going to be a good atmosphere, but we've got to, We've just <laughs> we've got to. I, it's. I think we we are going to have a humongous, humongous meltdown if if we don't get some, aren't we? I'm. I, then part of me thinks if we're not going to win, we just need to not lose because yeah, them getting yeah. the points is a disaster. It's a complete disaster. Um, did we sack Cisco just before we played them? Before yeah, we do to them. Yes, yeah, it was Neil Thompson. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, it, it, we we need to not let them get the points. I think at, at the very worst, we just need to get some up. Stevie, your thoughts on Huddersfield? Um, apart from being a shit <laughs> there is some nice place in Huddersfield. The, the, you know, on the outskirts there, it's it's, it's quite quaint. 
Mamas and Papas had a uh, factory outlet there. I remember that from the Little Ones days. I had to go to Huddersfield to pick cot up. Yeah. And West yeah. Yorkshire people are hilarious. They're gorgeous. They're just absolute top people, aren't they? Like yeah. There you go. So I will, I will never be detrimented, negative, <laughs> detrimental, negative, whatever the word is. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> um, I think, controversially, I think a point isn't the worst result because you're scrapping for your lives. Um, if we if, if we get three points, I think that, I, I genuinely think if we get three points on Saturday with a positive result on Wednesday, we, we're staying up. I'll call that now. I genuinely think that happens. Um, but the issue that we're going to have is that we'll, if we don't win, we're going to go into absolute meltdown on socials. And it's just going to be an absolute cesspit, an absolute hole to be. I'm going to mute the hashtag if we don't win Saturday. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I'll be all over it. <laughs> yeah, because you sit there on, on like five o'clock Saturday, but like, the hashtag's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bloody hell. <laughs> um, no, I think I think we win. I think we get six points on the next two games. I'm going. Oh, I'm going big. positive, positive, positive. Right, I think uh, I've got one little, uh, any other business, and uh, people are going to be bored of hearing this, but we have got the Easter egg drop coming up soon. So look out on all our socials and... Uh, Stevie said it last week, and I'll say it again. We've had another great lot of uh, uh, donations already. So uh, go, go if you can. And I'm only say this if you can afford to donate whatever it is a pound for an egg, 50p, whatever it is. Uh, come and see us outside the mega store on the Bristol game, the Leeds game, and the Plymouth game. Um, and you'll be put into a draw to win a shirt, a home or away shirt. So it's worth it for a quid, isn't it? For a, oh, uh, I don't, I, I don't know. I ain't bought an Easter egg for They're still a quid, aren't they? They are still a quid. They're not. Chan is in charge of Easter egg prices as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll just, I'll just give him an idea, aren't I? He might stock them all up in the mega store and go. Oh, you can donate these to. I'm not, I nearly did Dan Fudge then. Dan <laughs> Fudge. <laughs> <laughs> Only a fiver, and they've got like one pound fifty on the sticker. Fiver, and, and you look like you're doing a good thing, which you are fantastic to win, win a shirt that we're gonna actually pay, pay for from the shop anyway. So he's on a winner, isn't he? So, two, two, you know. 2017 sell by date on it as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so everyone come and see us when, when we're there. You'll see it all over social media and uh. Please get involved if you can, and you can win a shirt. So there you are, and uh, there may be some other bits and pieces on the day as well. But you never know until you come and look at and find us. So yeah, and on that note, we've done an hour and twenty-three. Dan Fudge will be turning in his Singapore um, bar that he'll be in at the minute, no doubt. Uh, but thank you for joining us again. Uh, we will be back next week for another episode of Wednesday. But I won't be hosting. Dan's back, so you can all. Rest easy. Cheers, everyone. Bye. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points. Back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.